Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Hey guys, welcome to the snooze button. Um, so I am traveling right now with my family. We are on the East Coast visiting all of the people doing all of the things. Um, I don't have all of my equipment, so I'm literally like sitting at a dining room table with wooden floors and like probably not the most ideal recording. I mean, I know it's the worst possible recording situation, so I'm just gonna apologize now. But I promise the topic is good, so if you can handle the echoes and just how janky this is gonna sound, I promise you'll be glad you, you stuck it out. So. I'm talking all about pacifiers. This has got to be one of the most common topics that I'm talking about with families. I mean, I ask everybody if they're using a passy, regardless of how old they are, because it's such a hot topic. Whether you are two weeks old or two years old, passies are something we're discussing. So I'm gonna start kind of with the progression of ages. So I'm covering it all. Newborns up who are using passies or not using them all the way up to toddlers. So for newborns, this is the age where I could not be more pro-passy. There is no such thing as nipple confusion. That is not a thing. Please ignore that. Whoever told you that, ignore them. It is not a thing. That's all I'm going to say. You are not going to prevent a baby from nursing properly or even taking a bottle or anything else because they use a pacifier. You don't need to wait at all. You can use a pacifier in the hospital. Um, so. I actually suggest that you do. At the newborn stage, the pacifier is really the best weapon you have to help soothe a fussy newborn that doesn't involve feeding them or picking them up. Because to some degree, whether it's right away or weeks down the road, you're going to want to have your baby start to be able to put themselves back to sleep, to calm down when they're supposed to be sleeping without needing you to be like very, very physically involved, right? You don't wanna always have to be picking them up, um, feeding them every time they fuss or trying to extend a nap, right? And the pacifier is the best way to do it. Yes, it's an externality, it's something that you're doing to help them, but at the newborn stage, we need to help them a lot, right? That's help, help is what we're here for. So the passy is a great, great line of defense in keeping your baby sleeping well and happy and content. They can be good sleepers, they can be good eaters, so please, use, use that passy. Um, if your baby doesn't like it, your newborn doesn't like the passy, some don't, that's not the end of the world, but I want them to. I, I like newborns using the passy. That's a great thing. Um, one thing that parents worry so much about with pacifier use, especially beyond the whole um, nipple confusion thing that's not real, is they worry if they're offering their you know, two or three week old a passy, is this gonna be one of those kids who's walking around the party at three and a half with their passy click you know, clipped to their shirt. And the truth is probably not. Um, it's the same thing as parents who worry about thumb sucking. It's like, no, your 10 week old sucking their thumb is not a bad thing. That's a good thing, right? We're not, it, sure, if they're seven years old and doing it, we, <laughs> we can discuss it then. But that is a very, very small number of people. So don't get that into your head um, that if they're using the passy, it's gonna be a problem down the road. You know, you've gotta think much shorter term because that stuff just evolves and it's different for every kid. So we love the passy for newborns, okay? If they don't wanna use it, that's okay too, but you should try and you shouldn't feel bad about trying. 
The one thing I would say with newborn age, and I mean, this is true as they get older too, but especially in the newborn phase, um, you do want to make sure that you're not using the pacifier constantly to like plug them from making sound. So like a good example of this would be a lot of newborns don't like being changed at the changing table. And you don't want to have like a wub nub or a passy handy that like the second you get on the changing table, you just shove it in their mouth so they don't cry. Um, and I think this can be tempting because you want your kids to like adjust to life and be able to like handle different situations. And it's not like a scary, terrible, horrible thing to have your diaper changed. You want them to learn to start to be content with that. So every little peep they make, you don't want to just be like plugging them with the pacifier so that they really have no tools in their toolkit to soothe themselves because you're just immediately giving the pacifier every time. I think the passy is great for extending naps, for helping to soothe babies when they're supposed to be sleeping. Um, and of course, situations like you're on a long car drive and they're crying or you're on a plane, of course. But you don't want it to be like the passy is always in their mouth 24-7 and they basically have no way of like handling any sort of slight stressor without it, right? That's I think that's an important caveat. So one of the main reasons I tell newborn clients not to worry about using the passy too is because once your baby is old enough to start learning to really self-soothe, to sleep through the night, to take really strong naps, and you're kind of going through the whole sleep training, sleep guidance process, assuming they are young enough that they can't replace it themselves, they're going to stop needing it. You know why? Because you're going to stop replacing it. So that is a really important part of the sleep training, sleep guidance process, right? Is like we are removing externalities and a passy is one. So I, I do think some people come to me with, you know, looking for a plan, thinking that all we're doing is dropping the night feeds, but they're still going to go in and give the pacifier constantly. No, that's how you're not getting sleep if you're doing that. Your baby's not getting good sleep if they're doing that, right? If every time they wake up, they're like whipping their heads around looking for the pacifier and waiting for that arm to just like reach into the crib and give it to them, that's not much better than them looking for a boob or a bottle, right? They're looking for something outside of what they can do for themselves. So once your baby learns to self-soothe on their own and they find their way of doing it, whether it's their thumb, they suck on their sleep sack, they twirl their hair, like every baby has their, has their thing. Once they get to that point, they're not going to want the pacifier anymore because it's no longer like how they soothe themselves. It's not something you're going in and replacing, so they don't need it anymore. And that's really one of the the biggest kind of reasons not to worry if you're giving your newborn a pacifier is once you're ready for them to be sleeping more independently, they're probably not going to want it. And it just becomes a moot point. You know, you would give it to a five-month-old who's been sleeping through the night for two months and they'll just spit it out. They're like, what is this thing? I want my thumb, right? So you don't even have to worry about it. Um, if you go through the process, the sleep training, sleep guidance, I like can't talk to you guys per usual, um, process a little bit older, so your baby's like 9, 10, 11 months old, and maybe they can reach around in their crib and grab the pacifier and put it back in, then that's fine. Because again, you're not involved, right? If they have something in their crib that soothes them, that doesn't involve you needing to come in and give it to them, then that's totally cool. They are self-soothing. So in that case, they probably will still be using the pacifier. They'll still be wanting it um, because it's something they use independently on their own, and that's totally fine. Now, does the trap become, as they get a little older, I'm going to throw all my passies out of the crib so that mom and dad have to come get them for me? Yes. And that is where, again, we are removing the externality, right? So you're not going to go back in and give it to them. And trust me, they will pick up on that very, very quickly. That game that you have been playing, you will no longer play 
so that they figure it out on their on their own. So that being said, I do understand, of course, that some babies will genuinely a passy will fall out of the crib, right? They actually can't find it. They just have one and it slipped through the crib rails. In that case, of course, you could put a couple in there, you know, especially when we're talking about like a one and a half year old um, where it's we're not so concerned about safety anymore about, you know, things in the crib, then put a couple of passies in there. That's totally fine. They actually make some that are glow in the dark so babies can like see, see the pacifiers in their room. So absolutely do that. That's completely fine. Again, the point is that you're not going in and doing something. They have the skills to put themselves to sleep using what they have available to them. So that's a really big piece of it. Um, again, now we're moving to like the older age group. Okay, so we have, you know, a one and a half, two-year-old who still takes the passy. Similar to what I was saying about not plugging a newborn constantly, I feel like pl plugging sounds like not like the nicest way of saying it, but you know what I mean. Um, you also want to be paying attention to that as your baby gets older. So if you do have like a one-year-old who is, you know, sleeping well and, um, you know, they have passies in their crib, but they know how to replace them, that's not a huge issue. I would also be thinking about how often they're using it when they're not sleeping. Um, because at some point, you really do want this to be something that your baby or young toddler potentially uses to help with sleep but not something that they need constantly, right? It becomes like a crutch. Like they, you know, I've had clients where anytime they're sort of feeling a little bit anxious or a little bit nervous or a little bit off or whatever, they have to have a pacifier. Again, they don't, they're not like developing any skills to either use their words or, you know, do anything else other than like look aggressively around for a pacifier. And then that becomes a little bit of an issue, right? So I would try to start using a pacifier less when your baby or young toddler is awake and try to limit it to when they're sleeping. That's gonna make it a lot easier when you do eventually kind of wean them away from using the pacifier altogether, right? It's gonna be a lot harder to do that if they have it 24 seven. But if instead we're able to kind of send the message, passy or nani or boopy or whatever you call it, is something that we keep in your crib. Um, but elsewhere, you know, they don't need to be bringing it with them to preschool. They don't need it like clipped to their shirt outside with their friends. You know, I think that's a good kind of transition place to be at before you're ready to fully drop the pacifier. So when you are ready to fully drop it, and to be clear, this is, as a parent, this is up to you when you want to make this call. Um, if you see a pediatric dentist, they will probably give you recommendations on when it's becoming a problem for their teeth. I think it's as much a social thing as teeth, right? Because if you do have, you know, a three-year-old who you know, goes to school and still needs their pacifier and all of that stuff, it, at some point it becomes a thing where you're like, I don't want them to have to need these things anymore, right? So it's either that or it's the teeth or a combination of the two. It's usually somewhere around age three that I think this becomes more of like a, okay, we really got to get this done, right, type thing. So when you as a parent make that call, no judgment on whenever it works best for your family to do it, somebody is going to visit your house. And that person is the passy fairy. So the passy fairies always looking for brave boys and girls who are so big and so strong that they don't need their passy anymore. But there are little babies all around the world who don't have any passies. They didn't get any yet. So what I want you to do is explain this to your child. And I would probably not pick starting this at nap time. I think that's, uh, that's gonna be hard. That's the hardest type of sleep versus night sleep. So you would either do this in the morning when your child wakes up, or you would do it at night, at bedtime, 
But either way, I will say when you start this too, make sure you're not doing it coinciding with another big adjustment. It, you know, I understand, you know, there's no perfect time to do everything or to do anything, I should say. But the week you're bringing home a new baby from the hospital, the week before you move into a new house, when you're about to go on vacation with your entire family, like probably not the best time, right? No, they're not the day you move from a, a crib to a big boy bed or big girl bed, whatever. We try to do this on its own because for a lot of kids, it can be a tough, honestly, it can be a tough transition. So when we're talking about toddlers here. So you've explained who the passiferi is. Then I want you to walk around the house with your toddler and get all, whether they have one or there's 50 of them around your house. I want you to collect all of them. And I will say too, as another little tip here, if you have more than one child and you have like a newborn who uses passies or who's going to, let's say you're pregnant and you're thinking like, I want, you know, Caleb to not need the passy anymore, but we have the baby coming. I would suggest maybe using a different brand um, or something that just looks totally different for the other child because you obviously can't get rid of all of them if another child is using them, right? So um, that aside, we're going to go and collect all of the passies. Really important step here, you literally have to collect all of them. You cannot leave one in case it goes bad the first night. It's probably gonna go bad the first night, but you cannot leave one. If you leave one, you're gonna use it. And then you know what you just told your child? The passy fairy is a joke. I'm in control. And if I want my passies back, I can just do whatever crazy thing they did that night to make you be like, oh my God, you can just have your passy, right? So you're gonna collect all the passies. And then wherever you live, an apartment, a house, you're gonna put the passies in a bag or a box or something outside your door and you're going to leave them for the passy fairy and then depending on you know your daytime structure either when your child is you know out of sight or has gone on an errand with another parent or whatever you're going to leave something special for your child that is a gift from the babies right the passy fairy came to pick up the passies and left in its place something special from the babies to say thank you for these wonderful passies you're giving us so in that case, you have two options. You could either leave, I mean, I wouldn't do money. I don't think, you know, two-year-olds are gonna be really jazzed about getting a $10 bill. Um, I would either leave a small toy, you know, like a little truck you got on Amazon, or even better, I would use a certificate for something special to do, like an ice cream date with mommy or daddy, right? Or a special trip to, you know, if there's a, a special park in town that has some cool stuff or wh whatever would be fun for your child. I think sometimes that one-on-one -on -one connection time can really help in this process. So you leave, whatever it is gonna be, you leave it for your child and explain to them that this was a gift from the babies to say thank you for the passies. And then you have to stay strong, okay? So a transitional object can be a really good idea. I'm well aware that most toddlers are gonna be like, screw you if you try to give them like a jelly cat, you know, animal in lieu of the passy that they really wanted, but it is worth a try. So. If you can, even leading up to this whole process, start putting something else in your toddler's crib or bed that they can become a bit attached to. Or maybe there's something that they already are starting to really enjoy and like that you can put in the bed that night, whatever. But a transitional object is essentially just something that is going to help you know, bridge, bridge that gap between I had the passy and now I don't. I also think you should have the expectation that it's gonna be rough. For most kids it is. That doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. This is a big transition, you know? Um, it's no different than a child who had been sleeping in their parents' bed or a mom was sleeping on the floor holding their hand through the crib slates and they've decided we're not doing that anymore either. Um, but it will be very fast. As long as you are consistent 
and you keep your bedtime routine really tight and you do all the other things, like whatever your process is that's been working for you, you have to stick with it. This is not the night to be like, okay, he's really upset. We're going to let him sleep in our bed. Then you're going to go down a slippery slope, you know? So I think that part is really important. And I will also say too, if all of this makes you very nervous, then you would be a great candidate for the toddler and big kid sleep roadmap, which talks through, you know, going through this entire process. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that gives you some confidence that A, it's always great to use a passy with a newborn. B, most babies stop needing it if you go through the sleep guidance and sleep training process before they are old enough to replace it themselves. If your child can replace it themselves, many will wean naturally anyway. If they don't and you have a toddler who still loves their passy, there is a clear concrete way that you can get rid of it when you feel comfortable and confident and ready to do it and your child can be an amazing sleeper regardless. Um, I do often get clients who had great sleepers, sleep went down the tubes when they took away the passy and within a matter of days it's back to the perfect sleep that they used to have. So please feel confident that that is possible. Okay, I'm really excited to listen back to this episode and see if I can even hear it. I might have just spent 17 minutes talking into the air and I won't even be able to put this uh, put this out because it'll be muffled and it'll sound like I'm in a jail cell. So that's fun. Um, but hopefully that's not the case and everyone gets to hear all this wonderful information. Okay, guys, it's August. Let's, let's do the damn thing, all right? I'll talk to you next week. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneysheehansleep. <laughs>